Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola. Everyone's in studio this episode. Except for Mike Simon. Except for Mike Simon, who's not, not on, on this episode. We're <laughs> <laughs> so, here with Jason Cross. Hello. Leif Johnson. Hi. Our producer, Dan Masuelka. That's me. Hi, everyone. The most important man in the room, as I always call him, because... He's monitoring our Twitter and YouTube feeds for your comments and questions. If you have any thoughts on today's episode, please let us know. Dan will chime in. He'll let us know what you guys are thinking. So today on the show, we're going to talk about uh, audience hot takes. We'll get to that soon. But first, we're going to talk about a couple articles that Jason Cross wrote for us this week. It's a good thing I'm here. It's a good thing he's here. (laughs) Since he's in studio, I thought, hey, let's talk about these two articles that are pretty interesting that he uh, he's written or wrote that he wrote. I basically just made up some stuff. <laughs> That's what you do. Sure, why not? It's an educated guess. Yes, I just made yeah. So uh, the first article that Jason wrote uh, is in regards to it's tied into the uh, I guess forthcoming. Sure. Upcoming iPhone announcement that hasn't been made yet. Right. Right. So everybody's in, in anticipation for Apple making an announcement, you know, sometime in September about the new iPhones. And Jason wrote an article about probably the most important part of the future iPhone. The camera. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the processor. Yeah. So... Now, there's speculation that these iPhones will probably have what we think will be the A12 processor. Right. But we don't know any specifications. But Jason did some research and was maybe able to extrapolate what we could expect from an A12 processor. Yeah, I I just took a look at the last several generations. What does Apple usually do? How's it been going? Made some trend lines and projected into this year. Yeah. To try and go, what could they do in yeah. an A12? And so, generally, so to give us kind of a perspective, when Apple releases a new processor, what kind of performance increase do we usually see from generation to generation? It's, I mean, it's been a lot. It's been a lot different um, over all the iPhone years. Yeah. But if you just go back the last few, kind of, you know, once they started making their own CPU cores right. and everything, it's it's gotten to be steadier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're looking at what they call single-thread performance. Basically, um, the, the processors they have have uh, big cores, which are fast, high-performance cores, but mm-hmm. they use a lot of power. And they have um, small, efficient cores that run background tasks and do things when you're mm-hmm. asleep and stuff like that, and they use very little power. And uh, usually those big cores, that single-thread performance from a big core, goes up by 20 to 30%-ish, yeah. kind of each generation, mm-hmm. especially if they're making a leap to a new manufacturing process, which they'll be doing this year. They, that's pretty well known. TSMC, the, the Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company, the, the guys who make chips for Apple most mm. of the time. Samsung's done it before, but um, they're, they, they've already, like, yeah, they're taking our first seven nanometer stuff. It's, yeah. They're wrapping it all up. It's gonna be the first big, broad consumer seven nanometer product is gonna be Apple's A12. So that's pretty well known. Uh, and if we look at what that gives them over the 10 nanometer process from the A11, then we can kind of go, oh, they can fit this many more transistors. Mm-hmm. They can fit this much more in this much space. 
you know, all that kind of stuff and, mm -hmm. and figure, oh, yeah, they'll probably get another good 20% of single thread performance okay. peak single thread performance out of this. So what's, what's the, how many nanometers is in the current? In the, 10. It's 10. Yeah. So, okay. So, as, as, yeah. Yes. And, and they'll, they'll also probably give it a goofy name. Like there was the <laughs> A, A10 Fusion, the right. A11 Bionic. I don't know what the A12 will be, but it'll be an A12 <laughs> something. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So they'll, get, they'll give it some, some goofy descriptor name probably. Um, yeah. So we're, we can expect that. And then for multi-core performance, that took a huge leap last year. Because mm. usually what it used to do when you tried to run multiple threads at once, it would either use all the big cores or all the small cores, but not both. Yeah. Last year, they had a new performance controller that let them use the two big cores and the four small cores all at the at same, same time. time. And that, that made multi-core performance like double. I think it was huge. We're not going to get that again because they're already right. able to use all of them. Right. Um, so we're probably only going to look at another 20 or 30% more multi-core performance again this year which would be great i mean already the a11 is kind of equal or faster to the fastest any other smartphone chip from any yeah. other manufacturer you know right right so that's that's another 20 or 30 percent puts them so far like yeah. well in the lead of everybody uh -huh. in the industry it's pretty great yeah um so with the smaller the smaller footprint is that the correct way to say it, it would be a smaller footprint if they did the same chip on seven nanometer, but okay. they, they won't, they'll make a bigger a, a chip with more transistors and stuff. So I it'll see. probably be just as large, but fit more stuff in the same amount got of area. It. Okay, got you it. You know? Okay. It's kind of like if you were looking at a, a, a Google Maps of, of New York City and all the buildings, and you just yeah. zoomed out a bit and all the buildings got smaller. Your window still got as big, you just fit more buildings in the, in the map area. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like that. It's like everything's kind of shrinking down a okay. little bit. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so, so we'll get overall better processing performance. How mm -hmm. will how will that affect? How do you think it'll affect graphic performance? Um, starting last year, Apple has used their own GPU. Uh, the year before that, it was a PowerVR GPU mm -hmm. that also had some Apple modifications, and then before that, was all PowerVR GPUs. So that was a new thing. It's a new three-core GPU. The, they always emphasize graphics performance because they use it for um, what is effectively, I don't want to call it OpenCL because it's metal, but it's metal's version of their compute, GPU compute stuff. That's mm -hmm. that's pretty common throughout um, a lot of stuff they do in iOS. Uh, so it's important to them, and they always stress it a lot. Plus, if they make a plus-size model iPhone ten thing yeah. it's going to have more pixels to push right right so they'll be don't want to maintain performance so it's probably going to be the number that they'll put up on a screen is like 40 percent faster gpu or something yeah if you run a benchmark like 3d mark or something it probably won't be 40 percent fast right right because when you when you peak performance for doing metal compute stuff maybe 40 yeah. percent faster you might get a fast 40 percent higher score in geekbench or something once you start having to run graphics and read and write a lot of data to, yeah. to memory, yeah. the memory is not going to be 40% faster, probably. Right. You know, so improvements in caching, slight performance improvements in memory performance, you know, they'll, it'll be faster, but it won't be like that much. Yeah. Um, there's a question on YouTube from Rex who's asking if there will be new RAM capabilities as well. 
we don't know until they announce. And, and in fact, they don't usually announce how much RAM or what kind of RAM. Yeah. It's usually not until the developers start to really dig into stuff on the new hardware and it starts getting taken apart by like iFixit yeah. that they figure out. But all the rumors say that the new OLED models will have four gigs of RAM where they have three now and the lower cost version will have three. So an extra gig RAM for everybody kind of. Yeah. Uh, and as far as speed, uh, we don't know. It's probably still going to be LPDDR4, but maybe it'll be clocked a little higher. They'll probably use some of that extra transistor count for better cat, more cache and better cache. That always helps. That helps everything you do on a processor, more cache. So yeah. um, those things will help alleviate memory bandwidth issues. So, so I have a question. Um, yeah. If I think about like how far, like on the on the PC Mac side, you know, there's Core i9s, you know, with 12 cores, oh, yeah. you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but 90... Nine percent of people don't need it, right? So, yeah, all this extra performance in a cell phone, what does it matter for people who are just browsing the web, watching videos on social media? Right. And there's always the argument that you're always restricted by your bandwidth, anyways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know. So what? What's the big? Yeah, deal? I mean that is a little bit the well. Bringing speaking of bandwidth, they'll per, they'll have a new modem for sure. Yeah. Uh, the rumor is they're going all with Intel's modems, but it's a better modem and four by four MIMO and so on. So mm -hmm. you'll, if your carrier supports at all, you'll get better bandwidth. Um, but that's been the argument forever. I mean, you can go back 10 years and say, what does anyone need a faster PC for just for browsing the web right. and, and doing all this stuff. Why do we need faster processors? But do you want to go back and use a 10-year-old PC today? Right. Exactly. And a lot of people were criticizing <laughs> yeah. Apple when they first made that jump a couple of years ago, the really big one. And the, yeah. They, yeah, and but, you know, and what suddenly you everybody 64 else is bit for? It's like, well, it's not just 64-bit. It's ARM V8. Right. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And yeah. web so pages are heavier nowadays. They're heavier, and they're going to be heavier. Yeah. And they do other stuff, like, pull, you, you know, you pull up the share thing. You do stuff with that, right. you know. And then there's, they're doing all this AR stuff. So, yeah. yeah, if all you want to do is ever is use your phone for exactly what you use it for today, and you actually, and the the websites and social media stuff and stuff is never going to get more complicated, then you wouldn't need a faster phone. Yeah. But, but it, it will. Does. Like, yeah. the technology gets better, all the services and apps and everything you use start to fill in to take advantage of that right. over time. It just does give you more headroom. If you want to buy a new phone every year, yeah. right. being way, way faster just means that you're going to have a better experience three or four years down the line when you haven't upgraded yet. But there is a certain amount of truth. You know, I think we all know all, a bunch of people who only text, check yeah. email, mm -hmm. and talk on their phone. And, you know, they... They don't need the latest and greatest yeah, phones. I mean, so. you probably would be fine just going out and buying an right. iPhone 7, which will be way yeah. cheaper after the new things come out. Buy yeah. a 7 or 7 Plus and right. you're, yeah, for a lot less. Yeah. Yeah, if that's really all you do, I mean, that's kind. Of, I think that's all my mom does. That and take yeah. pictures. That's all my in-laws do. So. <laughs> which is the other part of the A12 mm -hmm. that I kind of speculate. You, we don't really have great data on the image signal processor. The ISP right. part of the. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, of the current chips, like the the data for like benchmarking that is not really something you can do properly, you know. Um, but Apple makes it 
a priority every year, a lot more powerful ISP. Uh, and this past year, they added all the H.265 encoding, you know, stuff, uh, and so much more video processing power that allows them to do 4K60 recording and 240 frames per second yeah. slow-mo and stuff. So that's um, no doubt that ISP will be more powerful again by a significant amount. But be, like, how do you put a number on that is hard. Yeah. But that's it's really important for all the math that goes into when you hit that shutter button, it analyzes multiple previous exposures of the of the image that it's been taking in the background without you knowing it and like and then yeah. meshes them all together and denoises it and tone mapping and all that other stuff to make a good picture all that stuff's going to get more powerful and you won't notice it you'll just go like oh the pictures look better yeah. <laughs> but that's but there's so much that goes into that yeah. you know and video and everything else so the camera being better is so much about the processor and not just the actual sensor and lens. Yeah, yeah. All right, which is, of course, important. Maybe that'll be better, too. Uh, going back a little bit about how we were talking about why you would need the better, faster performance because mm. of future technologies or, you know, upcoming technologies or, or the state of technology of and how we use it now. Mm -hmm. uh, so last year, the A11 introduced the neural engine so could you explain a little bit what the neural engine is and should we expect any changes? Yeah, uh, yeah a bunch of mobile processors started doing this last year. Yeah. Apple was one of the first. Um, there are a set of math operations that are really common in machine learning um, and, and, and what they call neural networks, which is kind of how machine learning stuff is strung mm -hmm. together. So you, they build dedicated hardware for it just the same way they build a dedicated piece of hardware to do image processing, right? Uh, so they, the A11 was the first one to have that built in. And all the machine learning stuff on earlier iPhones, they kind of use some GPU stuff and some CPU stuff, and it runs a lot slower. And you know, uh, It does 600 billion operations per second, but a limited set of operations compared to, say, the full CPU. Mm. Like, it does stuff specific to neural networks yeah. and machine learning. Um, I'm sure they'll beef that up. Machine learning is super important to Apple. They talk about it all the time. It's a big part of their AR, and mm -hmm. uh, right. it makes Face ID go faster. It does all this stuff. So, um, I'm sure that'll be higher. Yeah. I'm sure. The, I'm sure they'll whatever it is they're going to want to have one trillion operations per second because that's the slide they're going to put up yeah. there. Like, there's no way <laughs> right. he's not going to stand right. up there <laughs> in front of a sign. It's one trillion. <laughs> So, so what was it last? It was at 600? 600 billion. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So it needs to be significantly like two thirds faster, right. but that's, that's not out of the realm of possibility if they really yeah. are investing heavily in. Yeah. And it'd be a good year to bring up trillion again. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the most important part is um, with the new A12 processor, how will this affect my battery life? Do you, what do you yeah. think? So. Um, you know, if the move to seven nanometer has great implications for battery, if yeah. they were making the same chip right. on seven nanometer, right. but they're going to make a bigger, more powerful, more complex chip. <laughs> so uh, it's so hard to say because battery life on your phone is about the display and, a, right. and the cellular radios and like, you know, there's all these things the RAM, everything else that takes power in your phone 
beyond the processor adds up to a lot, especially display. So is battery life going to be better? I mean, there's all those other things. Um, It's the idle power draw is probably going to be much better because when these things at seven nanometers, when these chips are doing just little tiny background stuff and pinging the network every now and then and barely keeping those small cores going, um, that's probably going to be very efficient. Uh, and the new, it's not part of the A12, but the new cellular radio that they're moving to uh, is much more energy efficient if it's the one that everybody thinks it is. Yeah. Um, so, so those things will help. So I think standby life will get even better. It's already great on iPhones, and it'll get even better. Right. But for other stuff, it really all depends on all those other factors. Yeah. Um, I think if they make a plus-size phone, it's going to have like a 20% more milliamp hours in it, and that'll help. It'll also have a larger screen. It'll also have a larger screen, right. but what we right. saw with the all the other regular and plus phones from Apple's, the plus does have another good hour or so of battery life. Yeah. How, yeah. how consistent has Apple been about making battery life the same from, from you know, like, because they could just be like, okay, well, we'll decrease the battery size if it is more efficient, right? Or they could say, right. we'll give you more battery and more time. Uh, they've rarely decreased the battery size. Yeah. They did in the eight. The eight was less than the seven by yeah. a little bit. By a little bit. But the mm-hmm. processor is more efficient. It made up the difference. They even said it has better battery life. Um, and that was like talk time, and that's a yeah. weird thing to compare. <laughs> right. And um, they've been really good about in the last, at least the last few years, about keeping the battery life the same or better. Yeah, they've always Apple's always been on the conservative side when they state their battery life. Right. They, they don't, they, 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 that's definitely, you know, a lot of companies would use battery life as a marketing point. They want mm-hmm. to submit the highest number as possible. Yeah. They say 12 hours and you go test it and it's eight and a half. Right. And they're like, what? And Apple does not take that attitude at no. all. Apple no, pretty would rather do the opposite thing. They, they'll, they'll state, Something I don't want to say they'll sell you short on it, mm-hmm. but they they right. state a they'll number. go out there and say eight, and you'll test it and get eight and a half, and you go, right. oh, you know, yeah. Right. Chiefly playing up everything else, though, not yeah. so much the battery life. But I, that's <laughs> true. I also don't know how many people are complaining about battery life on their new phone. Mm-hmm. Everyone's complaining yeah, about true. battery life, you know, on their three year old phone. Yeah. yeah. So like that's what they need to work on is is having batteries last longer right yeah that was i mean they don't go out there and tell you oh we use a new battery vendor or any of these other things but there have been there has been a switch in the last couple of years where they're they have a different um the the what do you what do they even call it there's a separate circuit that controls the battery sort of charging and drain right. and voltages and stuff like that uh, in the chip uh and yeah and they they have a different one than they in the last couple of years might even just been been last year mm-hmm. and you'll notice this in the part of ios 12 where it shows your battery life and your battery longevity and stuff yeah. the iphone 8s and 10s are even after it's been almost a year now aren't going like oh you get 85 percent of your yeah. full new battery life. they're still like at 99 or 100 percent. Right. right so i think they're doing better about that but that's that's part of the problem of people them making phones and supporting them with 
operating system updates for five years is that there's a lot of people running around with four-year-old phones that have used them yeah. all day, every day, mm-hmm. and charged them every day for four <laughs> years. And now they're going, well, my battery life is half of what it was. Yes. That's every battery, though. That's, <laughs> right. I mean, that's just Man, an unfortunate truth. Yeah. 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 They're still running that battery deal, though, right? Until the end of the year? I believe so. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's the end of if the you year. have an old iPhone. <laughs> yes. Go get your battery replaced for like $35 or whatever it is. Right. So in case people are wondering, there, Apple has this deal where is it, I want to say, is it starting with the iPhone 6? 6, I think it's yeah, yeah. The 6. Yes. 6S now, I think. Oh, they, they've, t- they've upped it. Maybe? Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember. The last I heard it was the 6. Yeah, I thought, uh, the last I remember was the 6, but yeah. I don't remember if they ch- they've changed it. Mm-hmm. So, but they reduced the price to get a replacement battery for those phones. And now I can't remember the price. Was it like 20, $29? Mm-hmm. $29, I think. Something like that. Instead yeah. of like 79 or whatever. Yeah. yeah, instead of like 79 or 100, I think, it, even at one point. So it's, and it, that deal, was that part of like a. Sean says it's iPhone 6S. Oh, it's iPhone yeah. okay. it, they, I think they added that yeah. after the initial. Is that, yeah. There was part of, there was this big controversy right. about about battery life and longevity and stuff. Right. Like that. And they decided they were going to make replacing the battery cheap. And then they, they added the success to that. Yeah. So if you have a seven or seven plus, you're out of luck, but yeah. if you have any of the others, I mean, even if you're not going to keep it, if you're going to sell it and you say, <laughs> I uh, just upgraded, I though, just yeah. got a fresh new battery in it. You're probably going to get your $30 back worth of like investment. Now I thought there was like some qualification, like your battery had to be at like, not anymore. 75%. As long as, as, no, as long as your battery's at, that's right. It, it, that was the original that? thing, but you. But now, I, I believe anybody with a phone successor earlier, you can just go in and go. Mm-hmm. Here's thirty dollars. Okay. They they so, take your phone for a couple of hours. It de- right. You know, you, it depends on how busy they are, but right. it's not something where like you're without your phone for a week. Yeah. You they can, made that you can, pretty quickly too. Yeah, yeah, you can bum around the mall for a couple hours right. and get your phone <laughs> yeah. back and yeah. with a new battery. So they uh, yeah. So Apple has this special deal. I believe it's through the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So get that in. Yeah, get that in before you know you have what it's August now, almost September. So you have three more months of this deal. So do that. uh, Because Apple's fixed the problem. That's why. (laughs) Yeah, they fix the problem by charging you money and just replacing the battery. So, and you're going to need more battery, especially if you depend a lot on Apple services. Because you want to make sure you have enough. There it is. All right. (laughs) Apple services. Waiting for the segue. So, and Apple has a lot of services, such as iCloud and Apple Music. Yeah. Uh, and right now, all these services are basically what the a la carte. carte. Yes, yes. yes. Right. you have to sign up for them one by one. So, but wouldn't it be cool if Apple offered a deal similar to what Microsoft has done with the Xbox or Amazon Prime? So. Yeah, or sort of Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah, That's Amazon Prime has a, has a similar deal. So, and um, Jason again <laughs> making stuff up wrote an article that we posted today, uh, kind of taking that theme of like uh, uh, Microsoft has Xbox All Access. What if Apple offered a Apple All All Access? Could you explain what Xbox All Access is? Yeah. And, it's um you you pay either twenty two dollars a month or I think it's thirty five. Leaf, do you 
Remember? Uh, no, I do not. Yes. It's it's either twenty two or thirty five dollars a month. Uh -huh. There's two levels. It's twenty two for an Xbox One S and thirty five for yeah. an Xbox One X. X. Yeah. So you you pay that much a month and you get the Xbox hardware, the, the actual Xbox mm -hmm. and Xbox Live for two years and um, Xbox, what is it? Game Pass, which is yeah. their kind of Netflix for games ish thing, where you there's more than a hundred games that you just have access to all the time. Um, that's and and you get all three of those things, but the the key to it is that there's nothing up front. Right. You don't have to go buy a three hundred dollar console yeah. and then go sign up for these services and whatever. You just like start with nothing and go in and get this. It's a little janky the way microsoft has done it because you have to go into a microsoft yes. store a uh, brick yeah. and mortar store you can't do this on the web or anything and there's not that many microsoft brick and mortar stores. No. your state may not have one like it's, <laughs> it, i mean it's kind of a but you have to go in there and when you sign up it's technically all the financial stuff is done through dell preferred so you actually have to sign up for a dell preferred account They'll help you do it there, but like you have to do that and then get approved by them, mm -hmm. which can sometimes take some time <laughs> and some sitting on the phone and stuff, depending. Yeah. And then once you get approved for the credit for them, that's who you're paying back. But basically, you just pay that much a month and you get the hardware and you get these services and you don't have to worry about it. And the nice thing is, besides just getting involved in this ecosystem and being stuck in that ecosystem for, for two years so that they know you're going to be with Xbox for two years yeah. and stuff is that, um, is that you just don't have an upfront cost. You right. just, yeah. Um, and, uh, Apple has the similar thing just for the iPhone hardware. They have the iPhone upgrade program, which, you know, depending which iPhone you get and all that stuff is, you know, spend $30 a month or $40 a month or whatever, paying off an iPhone for 24 months. Right. And then after 12 payments, you can swap it in if you want the new one. You know, and but that's just an that's, iPhone. But that's just an just iPhone. So I said, well, what if on top of that they said, well, let's bundle together our services yeah. into a somewhat discounted price, not crazy discounted. It's Apple. Let's not get. <laughs> yeah, like let's not assume. Discount Apple. <laughs> right? What? Yeah, but but did all that so that you could get into um, so that you can get into the Apple ecosystem and all of their services and stuff with no money up front. And be in there for for two years. Mm -hmm. I mean, the the advantage to Apple, the advantage, the reason they would want to kind of cut people a deal is like once you're really in, once you're invested in iCloud yeah. and Apple Music. And I assumed I did this assuming there's going to be a video service, and that would right, be included right. as well, um, because we all know they're working on yeah. 28 shows yeah. and series and stuff. There's going to be some Apple Video Netflix thing. Right. Um, you know, what if they put all that together mm -hmm. and then if they knew they had you for two years, you're, what next computer are you going to buy? Is it going to be a Mac? Well, maybe you're thinking about it once yeah. you're super all in on Apple stuff. You know, maybe you're going to look twice at that HomePod yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the upcoming, well, we don't actually know, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's sitting right there in front of you. Yeah. The upcoming Apple video service seems like the great, the, the ideal way to introduce something Definitely. like this. Yeah, that so. would be the that would be the time to do it because then there's enough different things. Right, and that's what led me to make the the Prime comparison because yeah, that's the way yeah, kind of right, because Prime that. does that right. Yes. So, do you think? I mean, well, I have a, I have a few thoughts on that. First, is I wonder how much people are spending 
on all the streaming services yeah. in total compared to what they were using, you know, prior to Netflix coming out really. And then like <laughs> yeah. would anyone be buying Prime for the music and you know, video features? Right. I don't know if they didn't have that. the shipping thing, yeah. no. Right. Yeah. That's the thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um so what I I basically imagined to I made up this is not a thing by the way just just right. to be super clear Apple All Access does not exist yes. is not rumored nothing I this is a fantasy made up yes. complete <laughs> made up thing on a slow week yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it was just seeing what Microsoft did and say you know Apple has Shower a lot thoughts. of Apple has a lot of advantages because they already have the iPhone upgrade program and a, and a yeah. financial institution that backs that and everything. You can do it in their app. You can do it on the web. Yeah. If you want to go into a store, they have a, a way more stores. There's an, an Apple store near you, right? Mm-hmm. So they could do this much better than Xbox All Access. Yes. And I and I went right. from there and said, well, let's say there's two tiers. Let's say there's the basic tier, which is 200 gig iCloud storage, because even the 50 gig is kind of lame. Yes. Yeah. And that's only yeah. a 99 cents a month. Mm-hmm. So right. like, why why make that part of right. the bundle, right? So the 200 gig iCloud service, um, Apple Music, whatever the Apple video is, yeah. right? And they give you an Apple TV 4K, which right. they're already like tossing them out when you mm-hmm. subscribe to <laughs> DirecTV now for three months. They're yeah. like, here, that's not even, that's like $100 for DirecTV because uh, it is Direct a TV, hobby, according to yeah. the late Steve Jobs. <laughs> well, it's getting to be more important, and it, and also it is a home a HomeKit hub. Yeah, yeah which right. you kind of need if you're going to do all your locks and all of this stuff with HomeKit, right? right? Uh, yeah. It's a good AirPlay two device, you know. So yeah, I mean, so, so they you do all that, and you charge people like twenty two dollars a month, yeah, twenty five dollars a month, something like that, um, to get that, which is not a big bargain you kind of save the cost of the apple tv and but you're locked right. in for two years yeah. and how much is apple is not, music 10 bucks 10 bucks yeah. a month yeah and then oh uh and then 200 gigabytes is how much three bucks right. a month and then i'm just imagining the video service is going to be like 10 to right. 15 right. we don't right. know but okay. right probably so it's just kind of going off what everything else costs. Right, right. I don't think Apple can go up to fifteen. I, I don't. Know. I don't That's, think so either. Unless yeah. they're gonna license a lot of other content yes. too, to yeah. not just their own originals. But, but so much of the good stuff is original exclusives to the other platforms. So they're not gonna have. They're not gonna make you not subscribe to Netflix yeah. for sure. Right. Yeah, just like yeah. Hulu doesn't. Yeah, and, or right. Amazon. Like, there's no. Yeah, we're, we are totally entering, I, I agree with you, Dan, we're totally entering that world where it's like, yeah, I cut cable and now I subscribe to seven different <laughs> streaming services and, and pay, pay 20% uh, more. Yeah, and I pay $90 a month and <laughs> cable seems like a deal. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna end up there. Yeah. Maybe. So there was a second plan that you also devised. Yeah, I said, what if there's also a sort of a premium upscale family style plan mm-hmm. that is for people who want to spend more? Because why would Apple not let you spend more if you want to. <laughs> um, so for about 50 bucks a month, you would get the the highest iCloud tier, which is two terabytes, which you can share your iCloud 200 gig or yeah. two tier fan things with your family. So that idea is like, yeah, that's enough for your whole family to back up their stuff and your photos. And your whole family shares that iCloud two terabyte storage. You get the family uh, Apple Music, which is 15 bucks a month. Um, I don't know if there'll be a family video service thing or 
like yeah. with everyone having their own logins and their own favorite shows or something. Good luck with that. You would one. seem, yeah, it would it would be that. And then on that one, they would um, you'd get to pick a piece of hardware too, because the whole point of this is the hardware software bundle. Right. So I said, looking at three pieces of sort of, um, like the the iPhones, their key. Right, hardware Macs are expensive. They're not going to throw the Mac right. into this. Never, those two, they'll never just give away. Yeah. Right, but but things that they want you to use along with your Apple ecosystem right. to expand it uh, that cost you know in that sort of three hundred fifty dollar range yeah. that they could spread out over twenty four months and make it look like a deal. Yeah, um, are things like <laughs> the Apple Watch, HomePod, and the regular iPad, which yeah. every family needs another iPad because. <laughs> somebody needs to watch their show or the kids need right. to play their thing or while whatever. someone's watching something else. Right. Yeah. Not the iPad pro. Those are too expensive, but yeah, but yeah you would just pick one. You, just, you know, they're all in the mid three hundreds. They would just say, you get one of these pieces of hardware and the big family style software things. And that would be end up 50 bucks a month. Yeah. No, yeah. nothing up front. And then I like yeah. that idea, but it still seems a little idealistic for Apple. Yeah. I don't think Apple yes. will do any of these things, yes. but I do think that once they have a video service, it's going to start feeling really crappy to have to subscribe to yes. iCloud because right. five gigs is garbage, right. and ha and then and Apple Music right. and these like having all these things you have to do separately. Just give me one thing where I get all the Apple services, consumer services that I need. Right, and the video service. That whole market's extremely competitive now with Hulu and Amazon and yeah. Netflix. They're and all pursuing bundles. Well, Netflix isn't, but everybody else is pursuing bundles. Right, those. so you have to give them an incentive to want to sign up for the Apple video service. Yeah. So if, you know, adding those other services make it more attractive. So. And just letting people get into all these things without an upfront cost. Right. Go, yeah. okay, look, for I'm, I'm going to be paying a, a hefty chunk of change every month, mm -hmm. but I'm going to get my brand new iPhone and my Apple watch and set up all the Apple services for my whole family. We're going to, we can be, have all this stuff yeah. and I don't have to run in and shell out a thousand dollars in an Apple store yeah. up front to do it. You know, yeah. that's, that's the key. That's the idea. Yeah. And Apple's like, and that's somebody we've got for two years. Right. Like, right. Well, I mean, in their past, in the most recent couple of, uh, quarterly result announcements. Apple has put emphasis on their services, services. revenue, and it, it seems like a focus for them. And so this could be another way to just bolster that. Yeah, yeah. So. That's that was sort of the, the yeah. thought, you know. And and everybody loves recurring revenue. If you could, right? If you have, if you lock someone in for two years to a recurring, yeah, revenue source, man, investors love that. And software developers are even unsubscribe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> software developers, software is going that way. Yeah. You know, has gone that way. <laughs> yeah. So. Has gone. Yeah. That's kind of annoying. I mean, I, a lot of times that's done just to get around the whole, like, there's no way to have a demo on the app store. Yeah. The other so. day I went through and unsubscribed from so much stuff. I mean, it was seriously like 20 of them. I'm down to like seven now. I kept Netflix. But there are, a lot of it. There, yeah. It's gotten yeah. to where there's services to unsubscribe you to services. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Like, oh, you don't use these. We're going to lower your monthly bills by this much. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's like one of the main reasons why I still have cable is because I would end up signing up for so many services right. that it wouldn't, it wouldn't be yeah. financially 
smart for me to, to, to cut to cut cables. Just also because I also watch a lot of sports. No, so it's, it's really hard to do this local sports thing outside right. of cable, right? So, but yeah, that, that'd be interesting to see. You know, with Apple coming up with a couple of announcement events. Well, at least one, probably another one later this fall. So mm-hmm. we think that there'll be an iPhone event in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And we also think there'll be one later this fall to announce like new Macs or whatever, new MacBook, whatever. Yeah. So Apple usually does that. So for the holiday, sort of their holiday announcement thing. Yep. Be interesting to see if uh, Jason, uh, Jason's idea. I, I don't, <laughs> if, even if Apple did it, which I would not suspect. Yeah. I don't think they would do it till they launch the video service, mm-hmm. which I suspect is next year. And I think they'll have yeah. a version of it they won't include the hardware though. I think they'll Yeah, have if they do anything though, they won't include the hardware, which will be lame. Yes. Yeah. Like get more people to have an Apple Watch or a home like how many more home pods would they get right. in people's mm-hmm. homes if it was quote free? Yeah. It's not free, but if it was right. just part of this great they're do, you're doing the big premium bundle and Yeah. That would be yeah. Be yeah. interesting, so I admire Apple, but a lot of it seems to be like they kind of count on you forgetting about unsubscribing, and it's harder to do that with a, a harder hardware thing. So. But yeah, check out Jason's articles on the A12 and the Apple Apple All Access plan. Right. Which doesn't exist. Which Again, does not exist. exist. Pure speculation. Technically, both of them don't exist. The A12 That's doesn't true. exist. He's being an analyst over here. So, yeah. Yes. <laughs> But that's but, uh, gonna. It's I gonna mean, exist. That's yeah. for sure gonna so, exist. Yeah. So, but check out those articles. There's some interesting uh, stuff. Whew, in now there. I'm done talking. So, now just <laughs> take a break. I'm just gonna Stop sip my coffee for a bit, and you guys can take some hot. So, uh, the next uh, next segment of our podcast, we're relying on the audience. So we thought we would do another hot takes uh, segment. We, we did a hot take show a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago. Uh, and we're, we thought we'd try it again, and we got some good takes this time. So uh, we're going to talk about three hot takes that we got. We got a, a, a several hot takes, and a lot of them were good, but we picked three this time. If you didn't get picked, uh, try again next time. Yeah, do better. <laughs> so, do a better job. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of good ones. Uh, it was just... We only have time for three. We only have time for three. So the first one comes from Bingo Wings. And Bingo Wings Take says, Apple's forthcoming usage monitoring features in iOS 12, purporting to tell you that you're using your iPhone too much, are a laughable concession to fans of the nanny state. They will, they will be the first thing I disable. Now, will she disable? Is the first thing she's disabling are the fans, or is the first thing she's disabling is this new, these new features? The features. So you know, that's the editor. I barely notice it. It comes up like once a week or something like that. But yeah, it's... I mean, yeah. I mean, it's interesting to look like, dang, I use Twitter a lot, but then <laughs> I keep using Twitter a lot. So it's not really, I mean, I guess I could put the, you know, stop myself from using it, but I kind of need it for work too. So that's like, yes. as you can see, yeah. We got the, yeah. So I have not been using the iOS 12 beta. Uh-huh. I've been using the Mojave beta, but not the iOS 12 beta. Oh, so I haven't been, because uh, I, don't, I don't have a second device. I, I'm reluctant to it's put it on my stable, main device, yeah. even mm-hmm. though it's yeah, as stable as it is. So. But uh, yeah, the usage monitoring thing, I, I think the thing, I think it's, you know, we're in this era of like, especially like in my household where my wife is all constantly berating my sons about screen time and yes. stuff. 
<laughs> I mean, that's why so, they called it that. Yeah. yeah. That's why they named it Screen Time. Because <laughs> they want everyone to know this is the solution for that right. problem. So, um, and it, you know, it's an issue that's happened now. The thing I like about, at least with the monitoring features, is you can turn it off. At yeah. least. And so, I'm not sure that you can actually tell it just stop even well, collecting you can tell data. It, yeah. But by you don't have to use the feature. Yeah, by That's default, it, all it does is give you a weekly report yes. if you do nothing. That's right. all it does. And by the way, I was wondering why I hadn't got it because I've updated it to a newer r- release. And so I actually haven't set it up again. So you actually have to set it up uh, for you even turn it on. So you say you're going to turn it off. It apparently isn't already on. Yeah. So, yeah. so if you, you just go into the settings and it just says... It's just data in your settings yeah. if you want. Mm-hmm. To make it nag you about using stuff too much, you have to turn those things on. That's mm-hmm. like opt-in. Right, right. So yeah, it's not that bad. It's, it's just so, neat data if you yeah. don't do anything. It's just a cool place to go. How many times? Oh, how many times? It does things like how many times did I pick up my phone? Right, right. Stuff, and then you're like, oh, that's cool. Like, that's a lot. <laughs> I pick up and put down my phone a lot. Yeah. <laughs> So we so we we deal with data all the time. So right. we're always like, "Oh, that's cool," yeah, that's, yeah. you know. So, but I can I also understand why some people don't want these these tools, mm-hmm. and you know, at the same time. But you know, at least you don't have to use them. Well, here, so. here's the thing: there is a very strong correlation I've noticed with that and with the the already existing one that tells you which apps are burning the battery the most. And so, the, basically, the graph looks about the same if you compare the two. <laughs> Yeah, because your screen's on, and that's when you use it. Yeah, Um, It's also worth mentioning that none of this goes to Apple. This is all done on device. Right, that's true. Um, And it stays on your device, and Apple doesn't collect any of this data. And the reason why I I liked this topic is because there was that recent revelation that Google still collects your data, even when you tell it not to collect your data. data. (laughs) So, but, you know, because that's what... Google's business is is collecting data. Yes. So and Apple's business is not collecting data. They'll they'll provide you the data so you can use it. But yeah, you know. and Google, I turned off location data, but it's still collecting location data because I didn't turn off like web data yeah. and just there's some confusion yeah. there. And uh. yeah, I think so. this is one of those features where everyone was like on Apple's case, like you need yeah. to do right. more and like, okay, right. you asked for it. Here it is. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I didn't really want it. <laughs> right. it's, actually, yeah, it's not that great. Right. You know, I didn't need it. Uh, it's true that for years people have been saying, where's my parental controls? Mm-hmm. Right. Cause there right. haven't been squat for parental controls. And I think all this screen time stuff is much more recent. All this yeah. stuff about like uh, phone addiction and all that other stuff, yeah. not just in kids, but just right. in, in general. Use. And they kind of wrapped it all in the one thing. Yeah. Um, which yeah. maybe they should or shouldn't have done. I don't know. I mean, people can argue about that. Yeah. But, but kid, yeah. yeah. But kids are going to be way more smart about technology than their parents. Yes. Right. And they're going to quickly learn how to just bypass that. We'll give you an idea. Yeah. I tried to set my own limit and I tried to make it where I only had Twitter for like an hour a day. I quickly realized that wasn't enough. So I just said, <laughs> said hey, open Safari and went to the web version and, and did my response yeah, there. That's true. So. If there's a web version, then that's a problem because you just ran Safari. Right. right. Hmm. You can, can you, you, I mean, you've always been able to block specific sites, but that's not yeah. the same as setting a time limit. Yes, so I guess, exactly. yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's like I'm not on YouTube. 
Right. <laughs> I'm at the on the YouTube website though. Yeah, I'm researching now. It's just homework. <laughs> Mom, I need to use my phone for homework. And if I don't have internet access and yeah. the browser, I can't do my homework. Uh, that's it's funny you bring <laughs> yeah. that up. It was like like the other night my son was doing some homework, but at the same time his phone kept buzzing and I was like why are you texting while you're doing your homework? He was actually texting his friend to get help on his homework. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's a likely story. Yeah, well, help quotation marks. Well, the thing was, I asked, I, so I said to him, well, well, maybe I can help you. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> no. no, I can't help you. You need to talk to your friend. Because he was he has like an art and architecture class. Oh, okay. And it was just something about, you know, the techniques that architectures use. And I was like, I have no experience in that. I can't yeah. help you. So his friend was trying <laughs> to explain to him. Looking it up online. Right. Oh, let me, let me get back to you. So let me take your phone and look it up myself. But yeah, he was, so he was asking his classmate advice on that. So are, are you sure you didn't, you, did you check his other tabs? Do you have any other space? <laughs> <laughs> so does he have your like admin pass at like access on the computer? No. He says, Just, I think he doesn't. So, my, <laughs> all right. I have to make this admission as as as, so, as <laughs> a staffer on Macworld. My sons actually use PCs. That's all right. So, yeah. because they're so he, ga- so he knows a gamers. lot more about the PC yeah. than you do, in right. other words. Because they're gamers. Because they yeah. Like yeah. Gamers. That's why. So, they, I mean, if they wanted to use a Mac, I'd be happy to give them, but they play games. Mm-hmm. So, that's. Trust That's me, right. I understand. Yeah. I like how guilty so. you, you had to make that an admission. <laughs> well, yeah. So, I mean, this is the Macworld podcast. So, uh, so. It's, it's a short going. One of the reasons why my kids use PCs is because they like the keyboards. Mm-hmm. And our next take is from at Matt Max Fixer, who says that the butterfly keyboards are actually quite nice, and his typing accuracy has improved greatly. Switching to the Switching to the built-in uh, built keyboard on the 2015 MacBook Pro is like typing on marshmallows. Now, the thing is, I find marshmallows to be quite delicious. Yeah, marshmallows <laughs> are the best. So, so I have to say, Mac Fixer, you're, you're insane. There's, I, I, I... <laughs> Well, they think I'm insane because I actually yeah. like the I, I actually like the butterfly keyboards, and you know what? I really like it on the 2018 one so. because they put that you know quick fix membrane in there. It supposedly makes it quieter, <laughs> but it also keeps them from class action lawsuits. But uh, the thing is, is to me, it's just enough to make it kind of feel like the old MacBook Air just a little bit. And I actually really like writing on it. I use the 2017 MacBook Pro, and it's not as comfortable. But as Jason has noticed, I have a very idiosyncratic way of typing, and uh, so it. Uh, actually works really well with my hands and uh yeah you don't do the regular touch typing right. thing you're it's and if you're curious this is why i can't really separate my fingers so it kind of makes me uh, yeah. yeah so you use like the first stop throwing gang signs <laughs> this is not that kind of a podcast <laughs> so, so by my parents yo. But I, yeah that was interesting because like i've been using the macbook pro 2018 now for the last couple weeks yeah and i was talking with my wife and she's on the newer one as well Mm -hmm. and she has no issue at all with the keyboard Uh and it's it's like a really bizarre thing to me like why some people are like oh yeah it's great and is it just simply preference or they don't know better a lot of people say they like this key (laughs) travel yeah does she uh did, it's all has she used yeah. previous like older MacBooks? Yeah, she's had she's had old MacBooks. You know, she's been on a Mac. I think 
yeah. pretty much entirely. So she went from the old chiclet keyboard to the butterfly keyboard yeah. and just is like, eh, yeah, it's fine. Does she like it better, though? I, I, I asked her, and she's like, it's the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? I don't like it, but I also prefer mechanical keyboards. And I hate mechanical, mechanical keyboards. So, I prefer so mechanical keyboards like also. Clack, yeah. clack, clack. I like <laughs> mechanical keyboards, but I like the quiet ones. Like, I don't like the... I mean, I, I prefer sure, quiet, reds, but, I like but the browns. I like the clicky feel. Yes, yeah, like, without the right. clicky sounds. Yes. Right, I like the bump, but no click. Yeah, you know it's funny. They say they're better for gaming, but when I do the, you know, yeah. the the yeah for uh, our, our show for PC World on Friday, I you know we're using mechanical keyboards and like that, and I feel like I'm not responding as quickly because I got to do that one inch clack down, you know, to, <laughs> yeah. to get to it. And I so. I think you're also coming. You're you're playing more. I think FPS. Why I don't think it matters so much. Yeah. Whereas if you're playing RTS, where you you know people have APMs over 300, yeah. it's yeah. going to be a lot different. I am not an RTS player, but it still seems to me that that more greater key travel makes a uh, you know slower responses. But I am not one of those days. That's that's yeah. part of some of the new gaming keyboards have higher actuation points, and they talk about how yeah. much faster they are, and mm-hmm. they're not. They're not faster so much as that you just don't push the key down as far. The travel is short. So it it feels faster. Well, one thing I'll I'll say is, okay, so people's opinions are all over the board Mm -hmm. with Apple's uh, keyboards. Like, you know, I used to hear everybody going to ecstasy when they were talking about the MacBook Air, and it has the most perfect keyboard. The other day, Manny, um, Emmanuel Mayberg at Vice Motherboard, who I used to work with a lot, he was, he wrote this tweet, he was like, oh, I just used a MacBook Air keyboard, it's such crap. And and I was like, what? I I thought that was the one that everybody was supposed to like, and people were liking it too, and so whatever, because that was the one that... (laughs) Why doesn't Apple make the MacBook Air keyboard anymore? And and now you have all these people saying they hate it. So I just like whatever, I give up. Anyway, but <laughs> but in, in all fairness, Leif, you also don't mind using a keyboard on an iPad. I don't. So I don't prefer you don't it. need a click at all. You yes. don't need any movement. Right, that's pretty true. Yeah. Um, I I think if there's an issue, it's that Apple dramatically changed the keyboard, and it's not clearly better. That's true. Some people like right. it better. Some people like it worse. I right. think most people like it worse. They don't like it as much. Yeah. But it's a, it's a side grade for people like your wife. Uh, and yeah, I, ju- I just feel like if you're going to make a... Anytime they make a dramatic change to the product, especially right. the, the part of the product you always use, right. it's a laptop, right? Yes. Then it, it should yeah. be like everybody kind of... The vast majority of people should be like, this is way better, and it really doesn't meet that standard. Yeah. But they also claimed to have done that to make it thinner, which gives more space underneath. Yes. So would you rather have a larger computer yes. and have that? Yes. Really? Yes. Hmm. yes. <laughs> Answer is yes. The weird thing is... They, is they I, didn't put more space underneath. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I actually prefer... I you know I went through this period where I was kind of going th- between all three of them for a while, the 12-inch, the 13-inch, and the 15-inch. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, believe it or not, I think I prefer writing on the 12. And uh, I think with the butterfly keyboard, it feels a little too spread out on the 15. But the 12, at least for my hand, is just right. Hmm. And I think there's too much space, too, at the bottom of the 15. And your hand, the trackpad is huge, and you're, you accidentally hmm. activate it sometimes and stuff. And uh, But the, the 12, it, just for writing, not for other things, is uh, I actually like it. If we're talking mainly about I'm going to write today, hmm. you know, that's what I prefer is the 12. Yeah, I, I so you guys all are pretty much mostly on laptops. Mm-hmm. So my question is, how often are you like using the laptop purely on its own, or how much are you using 
attaching another keyboard and mouse to it mm-hmm. and like raising up the mon- you know raising up the mm-hmm. the whole laptop so you the monitors at a better height or attaching an, another monitor altogether most of the time when I'm working, I use the laptop as is with an external monitor plugged in, but I am using the actual laptop's keyboard. Um, like I know you keep it on a stand and you use an external keyboard. It hurts my neck when it's that low. That's one of the reasons why I have my setup, you know, to where my external monitor is actually like a regular monitor and yeah. I look down. So it, it's to me, instead of looking left to right, it's actually more intuitive for me to look up and down. So that's, that's one thing. Yeah, I spend my whole working day with the iPhone, with the, uh, the iPhone, with the uh, with this laptop, and, and an external monitor, and I use an external keyboard, and I actually use an Apple external keyboard. Mm-hmm. So that's my whole day. Which when is I, the chiclet still? Right. It feels very much like the old MacBooks. Yeah, it's yeah. The, yeah. And I I don't like that keyboard either, but I don't hate it either. It's kind of so. You don't like the desktop Mac keyboard? No, I've never really huh. liked Apple keyboards. Uh-huh. I, there, mm. there's been a certain amount of tolerance for me, but like I said, I like mm. we were saying earlier, yeah. I like mechanical keyboards, full on, so, full, yeah. full, full. Yeah, I mean, the, like, the, like I said on this podcast before, the reason why I continue to use this four year old laptop is because I like the keyboard mm-hmm. compared to the ones on the on the new laptop. And you just so. said you're nine, you're you spend your whole day using a separate keyboard and mouse. Yeah, but um. When I'm at home, if you know, I probably would spend what much too much time on the, on a laptop. So because I do some work at home as well, I I, I don't connect it externally. I, I use the built-in keyboard. I do most so. of my work on an iMac, uh-huh. so I'm just yeah. mouse and keyboard. And I tried to do the side trackpad on an iMac, and something about it don't feel yeah, right. It doesn't. Yeah. I, I don't odd. know what it. Yeah. Just yeah. I went back to a right. mouse and not Apple's mouse. Like the third-party mouse. Apple's keyboard. Oh, yeah. Apple's keyboard's yeah. fine for just the writing I do on the Mac. Well, here's the question: Do you prefer the uh, Magic Keyboard Two or the One? Because I think I preferred the One. Ah, uh, good question. What I'm using now is a key- Magic Keyboard Two with the Ten key. Uh-huh. I don't find it hugely different from the Magic Keyboard One. I like think in terms about of its the, feel, the angle. The angle's it? worse. Yeah, okay. It's I yes. want I want feet so I can slope it up a little. Exactly. Because it's too flat. But um, and that's an and, important thing. I'll sometimes stuff a book under my laptop to get a little bit of angle. Yeah. yeah. So the angle's not great on the Magic Keyboard too, it, and I really wish it had flip out feet. Yes. So there's a question on YouTube from Mount Marum, <laughs> um, and he's asking, "Doesn't the or the 13 inch MacBook Pro and the 15 inch have the same keyboard with the same spacing?" The trackpad, the, the trackpad is definitely smaller, and that makes a difference. And to me, there's also that bit of the space underneath your your palms. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, on the 13 and the 15? Yes, I think. The thirteen and fifteen have the same trackpad. Uh, the, the, the twelve, the, the, thir- the thirteen. I, I have. I, I can. I have. I will show you on my okay. desk. It is very slightly smaller. Yours right. is. Lo- yours is two thousand seventeen. Yes, it is. So maybe. Yeah. That, that's the thing. If they if they made it bigger this year, yeah. I don't know. I have not seen a 13 2018. but on the twenty seventeen, it is definitely smaller. And Philip Allen says, uh, "Sounds like a new Mac Mini and a third part keyboard would solve all this." <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, yes, it would. and a monitor, and you know yes, and all the other display, parts. With it. Yeah. So. I mean, if you if you see my desk right now, because <laughs> I, like I will be eventually writing or, or talking about the story, I have two uh, Apple monitors, cinema displays attached to the MacBook Pro with this crazy, you know, dongle system. <laughs> um, that's like dongles within dongles now because I have yeah. so many things hooked up to it. 
and I'm trying to get like 10 gig Ethernet adapter attached to it. You need yeah. the, you need a new Mac Pro is what you need, right? Not, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not a great solution, but yeah, I'll I'll talk about that eventually. Uh, our final hot take of the day comes from Stingen Augustian. Don't know if I got that correct. Sorry if I butchered your name. But uh, his hot take is Apple should take a stake in Tesla. So uh, now I apologize for what I'm about to say. This take isn't really that hot. So (laughs) (laughs) okay. uh, I mean, people have been suggesting analysts, people, journalists, whoever have been suggesting that Apple should take a stake or buy Tesla for as long as I can remember. Mm -hmm. So um, the reason why. I liked bringing up this uh, particular take is because Elon Musk has been in the news a lot lately, probably not in a positive uh, light. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there have been speculation that Apple's been working on, or there was speculation that Apple was working on a self-driving car. And then there was speculate. Then it changed to that. Oh, they're just working on the software. But now there's sort of been a rebirth of Apple working on a car again. So Apple's working on something automotive related. Yes. So wouldn't it just be easier for Apple to just buy Tesla? So. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I mean, I have, I have thoughts. Yeah. Like, do you want to? No, well, I, I, you know, I've said this before on different podcasts, but I, I think, you know, Apple does a good job of, you know, there's these products that change our lives and stuff. The things they're holding your hand. When you go into, you know, actually putting stuff that people can die in, um, I think that's, uh, you know, that's kind of getting away from that core. That's dangerous territory for a brand as big and, you know, as influential as Apple. I think, you know, everything else that they do is personal electronics and stuff and, you know, even something like CarPlay. That's safe. They're running into highly speculative, especially with new types of cars. That's my only problem with that. I think it's overly ambitious, I don't want to say, or it's too out of their wheelhouse. But that's for them making any kind of car, yes. any self-driving software or the whole car, right? Right. And you, you could have... I would be... I would be well, even the software, like I said, you're putting your lives right. in. Yeah. Um, so there is that, too. So mm-hmm. I think most of this comes from people who like tesla and like apple <laughs> and want apple to fix tesla because they like that. both companies yes. and 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 tesla's problem is manufacturing cars and they're yes. like apple's really good at manufacturing tons of crap right like to a really high quality standard yeah they they could fix and they're not good at navigation they, systems they seem foxconn <laughs> to send, to send yeah. but, you know but and building cars is not the same thing right no. it is an extremely not. complicated and com- very different process yes, with a whole different. different set of international rules and supply chain issues and yeah. everything else. Um, so there's no guarantee Apple, uh, and they do an amazing job with managing supply chains and yeah. all that other stuff. There's no, there's no like, oh, they'd swoop in and fix all Tesla's manufacturing problems. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no guarantee no. of that. No. But even if they did... These, I don't think these companies are that compatible. That, these no, are two companies not, yeah. that both want to control the full stack. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Tesla's not going out there. They're not working with Android Auto or CarPlay or anything right. like that. Like the software, it's like all Tesla, like Tesla yes. stuff, Tesla car, Tesla yeah. software, Tesla, Tesla head chargers, unit, Tesla, yeah. chargers Tesla. I mean, they had to make the chargers because yeah. nobody else was. But, right. you know, they they really want to have it 
their whole ecosystem and universe. Apple wants to have their whole ecosystem and universe. So anything short of a complete takeover of the other company right. wouldn't satisfy either one. Yeah. So I, I just don't think, I think it's kind of a solution in search of a problem just by people who right. are really fans of both and want both to do great, you know, because people love their Tesla cars and they would yeah. say, Hey, if Apple's going to make a self-driving car, here's a company that's making electric cars that people love and is really invested in self-driving. And it's like, yeah, but they're completely different, like software stacks and everything. And so, yeah, yeah I just don't think it's a feasible solution. Look, Taylor on Twitter is on your side. He says, Tesla's problems can only be fixed by another car manufacturer. Right. I think, yeah, yeah I think, I think a, a, a car maker who wanted to have a separate brand for their electric stuff or something, taking a stake in Tesla. Like if, if GM decided, and GM's not doing this, but if GM or Ford or something decided, our all-electric stuff is going to have a whole other brand, mm-hmm. side brand, yeah. you know, like they have Chevy and, you know, all these right. other things. Like it's going to have a whole other brand. Then And Tesla's going to be that brand. And they bought 40% of Tesla or something like that. You know, that would be... They're the kind of people who could solve that problem. Yeah, I don't know if what I'm going to say is correct, but it seems to me that Tesla's issues stems from the fact that it's a new car manufacturer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only way those issues are going to be solved is by people who are familiar with car manufacturing. Yes. And Apple is not familiar with car manufacturing, Apple. obviously. Yeah. So. I and mean, they're yeah. making a lot of the supposedly making a lot of the mistakes a lot of other yeah. car companies figured out right. decades ago mistakes. over yeah. the years yeah. because they're they're doing it all themselves from scratch. It's incredibly hard. Right. I, I'll give them all credit. Yeah, there's the only car company that American car company that's ever survived is Ford. Yeah. Everything else has either been dyed and bought out by another brand mm-hmm. who just kept right. the name or they've folded yeah. dozens of car yeah. companies over the last hundred years have sprung up and died. Yeah. Remember Saturn? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like they're just, I used to have a Saturn. So <laughs> yeah. Roman so, would have owned a Saturn. <laughs> okay. yes, have, yes. so. now, now he drives a Kia. So. <laughs> Actually, now I drive a Ford. Oh, yeah. so. One of the remaining cars. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, this, this suggestion always comes up and I always kind of go, uh, I don't know if people have really thought this one through right. when they say it. So, yeah. So I, I understand the, the point though. Yeah. I understand that people like, I, 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 I love and want to love Tesla and I want those cars. Right. I, I love Apple and I want the cars they make to be as good as Tesla's. That seems like a fit. But it's, I yeah. don't think it's a fit. I don't think yes. those companies are at all compatible. Yeah, and on, they, on the surface, they seem to have the same spirit, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Apple, and, and so that's why people are, are, are gravitated to. That's what I think there's a fit. And the founder yeah. cult. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's yes. a founder cult. little bit of yes. founder there's cult a, there going yes. on, for sure. Yes, there definitely is. Uh, but yeah, as we've examined, that, yeah, it's a lot deeper than that. So, so since we don't, I think every, we're all on the same page on that. Now, I have a question to kind of throw back would be not what company should Apple buy, but what mm. company do you want Apple to buy? Oh, good question. They buy so many companies a year on the sly. Yeah, yeah. it's not should, but it's want right. to be. You, you think a big? Uh, you, a household, you know. A name you'd know. A name yes. you'd know. Because Apple makes like a dozen or more company purchases a year of little companies you've never heard of right. that are work, that have a 
software solution for machine learning or something right. that, you know, an image analysis yeah. program, whatever, and they buy it and they incorporate it into all their own software. And you've never heard of that company, probably. Um, the last one they bought that you may have heard of, really, I think was, what is it called, PrimeSense or something, which yeah. which made, like, the technology in the Microsoft Connect mm -hmm. and stuff, yeah. and, and it kind of became the true depth camera. That's right, right. And that was several yeah. years ago, but they yeah. keep buying companies like crazy. Yeah, yeah, the, Apple's buying companies all the time, but they're, like, as you but said, is they're there small, one and they're, they don't announce know it. Of that they would, so. Like, should they buy Oculus? Well, I was no, saying, thinking maybe they should buy Magic Leap. So. That's that's interesting because they are making a lot of supposedly working very hard on AR things. The question right. is, does Magic Leap have um, technology they need to acquire? Mm -hmm. Right. I, I, I was going to say that I think Apple could do its own stuff just as well as right. they could. That's what I believe. I don't think they would need unless to it's it. a yeah. patent play. That's true. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't know so. what patents they hold that, and, and would they need them, but right. that would be, for me, uh, the reason that they would want to buy something like Oculus is, um, as an aqua-hire, it's great. Oculus's em employees, yeah. people like, you know, uh, who are working there, like Carmack and Abrash and stuff, are, are amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and the patent portfolio is pretty solid Ooh, over true, there. Yeah. There's People are competing in VR without it, though, yeah. and... I don't think they'll need most of that for AR. Yeah. So, and, and there's no buying Oculus now that they're part of Facebook. That's but, true. <laughs> but yeah, I, I wonder. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people would want them to buy Valve because they would just want like <laughs> awesome gaming on a Mac. Right. But I don't think that makes awesome gaming on a Mac. No, you're not. Yeah. You have to it's, depend it's on the other about, developers. Yeah, it's not, it has nothing to do with the software. It's, it's all. One Apple's has to wonder if they've ever thought of buying a chip foundry. Mm. Like, I don't know if they mm. can afford TSMC, but have they have they thought of buying global foundries or something like that? Um, yeah. They, yeah. This is all going in a direction I would be interested yeah, in. Yeah. I mean, but really, the only thing Apple's interested in, kind of, is they need that access to the bleeding edge. Mm -hmm. And the only way you get that today is to buy TSMC, which I don't think they could do. Right. Or would want to because that's way more manufacturing capacity than they would ever need. Yes. And now, now they're in the business of being a foundry for third parties. Like they have all this capacity they need to make chips for other people. Yeah, you're, yeah. I was global foundries are small enough that maybe they could just make Apple chips and it'd be all right. But they're they're a step behind, and Apple won't be a step behind. So right, yeah. Because hmm. I was I was just thinking that you know there's always there's been those rumors of an ARM laptop, mm -hmm. but still. Do they need that much manufacturing to create the the number of ARM laptops and iPhones and iPads? Yeah, to, and Apple TVs. Does that and stuff. still justify yeah. that investment into and, a chip and counter, AR yeah. headsets and the yeah. stuff they're going to stuff into cars, whatever right. that is? Right. <laughs> like I can see them. I can see them having need needing to make enough chips to have their own foundry. I just don't think that they. Uh, could invest what's necessary to be on the bleeding edge of that yeah. without being like TSMC, without being like a fabulous, I mean, not fabulous, yeah. without being a fab for third party, everybody yeah. else, and investing billions and billions in the R&D. Yeah. So on Twitter, McTaylor says Zeiss, so to improve their, oh, their yeah. lenses. Mm. 
Um, and, cool. and Vez is saying, what about Sonos? Which would have made sense. They, were, they just had their IPO. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. yeah, I always thought Sonos was would have been a logical fit prior to, you know. Prior to HomePod, yeah. yeah. Totally. Yes. Yeah, that would have been an acquisition kind of like when they Apple acquired Beats. Mm-hmm. And sort of. Nice that, compliment. So it yeah. makes sense that they would have. That would have made sense then, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, they've always had their own headphones, so they could, st- I mean, it still could theoretically, they could just say, accept defeat and just say, you know what, maybe people, you know, aren't that keen on, on HomePod. Or they can put Double down. HomePod technology in, into Sonos. Or Bose, because they're so... <laughs> or vice versa. Yeah. But so, Sonos also yeah. works with everything, and that's also why, why people like that's it. That's why yeah. people buy yeah. Sonos. Yeah. 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 So that's that's a tough one. Yeah, yeah. If they were going to cut off that capability, then why buy Sonos? What do they? What does Sonos have that they need? No, I don't no, think. Yeah, I don't think anything. Well, we got some interesting takes this week. So thanks to everyone who participated. Like I said, if if we didn't pick your take this week, we'll do this again, and uh, you can chime in again. You can even post the same. Take if you want. Maybe I'll pick it again. <laughs> we'll pick it again. So, but I—I I mean, I would. So what? We're theoretically two weeks away from an iPhone. Gonna have some big iPhone takes, in, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so who knows what? What you know? Is there a space left for for hot takes and next week? There'll be there'll be some after that announcement, of course. Yeah. Definitely, we'll want to hear what people have to say. Yeah. And, their hot takes on what was announced and yeah, not that's announced. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I don't like DNA ID. <laughs> so, but that just about does it for this week's episode of the MacWorld Podcast, episode six nineteen. Like to thank Jason and Life. Thanks. Thank you. Like to thank Dan, our producer. You're welcome. Like to thank you, the audience, for your hot takes, your comments, and questions for today's show. And thanks for watching. Join us next week. Our regular time is Wednesdays at 10 o'clock Pacific. Uh, Check the website for what the topics will be. Uh, Check Twitter for any announcements about the show. Uh, You can watch us live on YouTube and on Twitter. So we'll post an edited version of today's show on YouTube later today. uh, And we'll also post it on our website. So... So, if, in case you want to check it out again, or you know, you missed, you missed it. Well, you couldn't have missed it because you're watching. If you heard this, if you heard this, you're watching. Right. Thing. Yeah. So. And, and maybe if you send a self-address uh, envelope, <laughs> then Roman can uh, print it out. I'll print the, out the frame by frame. <laughs> maybe this transcript only. So, <laughs> we'll make a flip book. So, yeah. Yes. So, but uh, again. That does it for this week's show. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. See you next week. 